Welcome to the Let's Drive Together podcast, where we will be interviewing some of the most amazing entrepreneurs and lifestyle coaches from Australia and all around the world. This week, I have a special guest here with me today, Rahim Mustafa from UK. Uh, Rahim, it's really, I'm really glad to have you on board for this show. Uh, I appreciate taking the time to come on the show as well. No, it's no worries, man. It's, 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 I, I love being um, invited onto uh, podcasts and stuff. So uh, yeah. no, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, amazing, man. Um, why don't you start off with like, telling us a little bit about you, what you do, and what's that burning desire to get you out of bed every single morning? Well, basically, uh, my sort of day job is I work in TV. So uh, my, I, I make TV shows in, in the UK and stuff, but they broadcast all over the world. And, you know, so um, I'm a video editor as a, as a day job. But uh, yeah. the reason, obviously, I'm on this podcast is because uh, my photography work. Because when I, when I was um, starting out, they, the company I worked for trained me as a camera operator as well, not just an editor. And uh, I guess those skills were um, useful when I started, you know, when I got into the photography world because uh, I knew how to frame a shot and, you know, composition, this, that, and the other. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that's what I do. So the photography kind of thing is a bit on the sideline to my day job. But, you know, what with the virus and everything, uh, everything's sort of on lockdown. There is much work going on photography-wise, not in the UK at least. So, you know. Yeah, it's um, pretty much the same over here as well. You know, I've been a photographer and videographer. It's just, it's just been a challenging thing, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got some ideas in mind for what to do once it starts, the lockdown eases, but yeah. Okay. I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, yeah, sick, man. Um, so how did you get into the photography and what's the passion behind um, helping athletes or fitness um, industry? Like I had a look at some of your images. It's really great. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a funny story because basically, um, like I said, I was uh, a cameraman kind of stuff and I was using my uh, camera kit for, I actually used to do um, wedding videos and stuff like that as a sideline to my um, freelance TV work. And one day my father-in-law rings me up and he's like, oh, uh, he has a coffee shop, you know, um, not far from where I live. And and upstairs he had space and he wanted to get more people into this coffee shop. And in the coffee shop every day, there will be all the mothers there with their kids, you know, and he had a little yep. soft play area, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he said, why don't you take pictures of, you know, offer portraits for the kids and their, you know, the family photo photos. And I was like, I'm not a photographer. I don't know anything about photography. I have a camera, a DSLR for video, you know, for wedding videos and stuff. Yep. And he's like, ah, oh, he's like, don't worry, man, you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a professional. And, and I was like, uh, okay, well, I'll think about it. Literally, as soon as I put the phone down, he started taking appointments for me two weeks after that phone oh, call. Wow. And I was like, mate, I was like, what are you doing? I'm not like, I'm not, I have no equipment other than this camera. So what I did was I, uh, went on YouTube. I spent, you know, two weeks learning photography, watching YouTube videos, you know, how yeah. to do studio lighting, all that kind of stuff. And I bought a ton of cheap uh, lighting kit and backdrops and all that kind of stuff. And essentially I was thrown in the deep end, you know, and mm. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and so, but I thought if I start, if I work cheap, I don't charge much, then no one's going to complain because I didn't charge them much, you know, and I give them printed pictures, etc. Anyway. Yep. Um, so I did that and I started off under the name Sugarbox Studios because I thought it's a friendly, you know, kid, uh, family friendly name, Sugarbox Studios, yep. whatever. Um, but then I got the photography bug and I started uh, shooting everything. I was doing landscape, portraits, architecture, abstract, pets, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the one thing that I settled on was uh, doing shoots with people, portraits, because 
I love the feedback you get from people when they see a good photo of themselves, you know? And sure. so I started doing shoots of um, people who were into sports, you know, as in I had a friend who was into cycling and another friend into golf. And I thought, who else likes having in the sport world, likes having their photos taken? And I thought, fitness, man. In the gym, you always see on Instagram and Facebook all these selfies, you know, True. muscle guys and girls, you know. And I thought, hey, why don't I just offer to do a photo shoot with a personal trainer or a bodybuilder? And I'll say, look, I just want to practice and you can have whatever copies of the photos that I managed to take, right? So yeah. I, um, I, I messaged a friend and, uh, who goes to the gym. I said, hey, do you know any, do you know any bodybuilders? And so he put me in touch with somebody who was a big guy bodybuilder, and I just did the shoot. That was my first shoot in a gym, et cetera. I managed to get a few good shots, and mm. it just went from there. You know, that's, cool. that's how I got into the fit. Because people saw them, and yep. then I tagged and I share, et cetera. And people saw the shots, and then people were ringing me or messaging me, rather, and mm. saying, hey, how much do you charge this, that, and the other? And it went from there, and I did that yeah. for four years. That's awesome. Uh, it's really interesting that it was more of an accidental. So you went in this cafe and then suddenly you just get offered by, a, you know, to do photo shoot and stuff like that. And then you were able to niche it down to fitness, which is pretty cool. It's, it's actually niche itself, you know, uh, the bodybuilders, yeah, athletes. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Cool. That, it, sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just briefly, because you said to niche down, that's a very important point because yeah. I think a lot of photographers, when they start out, uh, they shoot everything. And True. so, you know, they're like, I will take whatever work comes my way. It can work, but the best thing for me was to specialize. People mm. want specialists. If you've got a hole in the roof, you can call, uh, and it, you know, and you've got a leaking roof, you could call a, a handyman or you can call a roofer, somebody that you know will get the job done. And that's yeah. how you should be perceived by people. Specialize, pick a topic and go after that. You can focus all your mind your attention on one yep. particular subject and you're not being spread about like jack of all trades you know yeah exactly man and if when you niche down like you become an expert in that area and then you can charge exactly. a lot higher but if you're like doing everything you just have to like charge very entry level and people will tell okay move this sofa down the stair and you do it and it's just like you're doing everything you know it doesn't make sense yeah yeah, yeah exactly and then and, and your 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 websites or social media looks confusing because they're mm. like what does this guy do what does she do you know, yep. it's all, you've got dog photo next to baby photo next to house photo. You know, True. if you have a consistent thing, then it all looks good. You can brand yourself, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's actually something that I've been working on my uh, sort of like branding as well. I want to like really niche down towards advertising and, you know, it, it, if you keep getting specific, that's where, you know, results come in, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I guess my next question is, how do you go about lighting your subject? Specifically, let's look at um, subject as in athletes or, you know, fitness enthusiasts. And um, tell us a little bit of uh, advanced shooting or actually post-production skills that you apply as well. Uh, okay, cool. So I, uh, I pride myself on using budget lighting kit you know people yeah. think photography is an expensive hobby it can be if you let it be you know but i when i started out i just bought the cheapest lighting kit i and i still use them today these speed lights cost 40 pounds you know mm. and so i think if i drop one i'm not going to cry you know <laughs> and also if if you buy expensive equipment you may not like it and then you've wasted money so start buying cheap stuff Personally, that's why I say buy some cheap stuff, see how you get on with it, and then yep. upgrade. Anyway, so I basically um, I can I could shoot 
single light, you know, or start with ambient light, whatever's in the gym, but I, I use speed lights a lot. Yep. So I would, I could shoot one speed light to three lighting setups and stuff. So generally I'll have, you know, my main light in front of them. And then I have two side lights mm-hmm. for, uh, what's symmetry basically. So I'll, 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 I'll do some nice edge lighting on them and stuff. So yep. I use a variety of different soft boxes and lighting positions, but it's all, it's relatively straightforward my yep. lighting setup. It's not, it's not too complex, but it took me a while to figure that out. So uh, yep. once I got a look that I liked, I then, I repeat that pretty much on every shoot. Uh, if I'm shooting a bodybuilder, I will often, like a male bodybuilder, beforehand, before every shoot, I will discuss what the client wants. They okay. will send me mood board pic. They will send me mood board pictures, you know, stuff they've seen on social media that they like, and I'll try to, you know, copy that or you know whatever um and so if it's if it's like a a guy like i say he may want something a bit more gritty you know mm-hmm. darker or edgier and i i kind of like that stuff anyway i like yeah. darker. um and so i will work my lights accordingly and then if it's a woman or a female rather i will then just um i will be more flattering with my lighting because, yeah, more like soft light. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, generally, but it depends what the shape she's in. If she's a bikini model and she's not ripped or shredded, yep. you know, I will light it softer. Like you say, um, change my lighting position. Whereas if she's ripped and you know she's almost like a bodybuilder going on stage now, I will almost light her like I would a guy. You know, mm. so um, to bring out the muscle definition. And then I will use my little tip is coconut oil for um, shining up the body kind of stuff because it helps catch yep. the light. I've, try, I've tried baby oil and water, but coconut oil works best for me and yep. stuff, you know? So um, that's, that's basically, and, and uh, then I will get the photos, obviously, and I'll take them into Photoshop and fix all my bad lighting and <laughs> all my photos and all that kind of stuff. I'd be screwed without Photoshop. I do everything in Photoshop. I don't use Lightroom. Okay, um, yep. And, and uh, you know, uh, I also do composite work and stuff like that, you know, advanced Photoshop work, which um, we might cover later or whatever. But, uh, and then, yeah, um, that's basically it then. And then I'll, I'll get the photos. Actually, I'll get the photos then over to the client because they, they, they see the unedited pictures first. They pick 15 mm-hmm. photos generally that yep. they want me to edit. And then I'll edit them and then I'll send them to them. And then happy days. Yeah, amazing. Actually, once I looked at your photo, I thought maybe you have Godox or Profoto, um, you know, flash and things like that. But now that you told me like you use this uh, entry level um, flashes that made me think like what you can do with those little um, starter kits as well, you know, because you always think that you have to be expensive to start off with. But yeah, that's good to know, you know. No, just just to say, I do use now. I, I did actually invest in a bit more of an expensive flash. It's still, okay. you know, uh, it's it's a um, Pixapro hybrid three sixty flash. And mm. Pixapro, it's like Godox. It's okay. a, they all have a similar. They just rebrand it, um, and and it's got a, a battery pack and a whatever you know. And the reason I bought that um, is because I I needed something with a bit more kick, a bit more power, and uh, battery life. You know. Mm. Um, so I do use that a lot now, but I did for three years, I think I did literally just use, um, those young new YN 560 speed lights, you know, yeah, they're and, good uh, as well. They, yeah, they, exactly. And they worked, so, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so would you want it? I think you already covered this, like, uh, telling us about your shooting workflow. Is there, um, a specific approach that you have like so people like look through the mood board and then they tell you okay this is the shot that i want to achieve right and then that you just you just work with them in that way is that true 
Yeah. So, I mean, if you go right back to initial contact, kind of where, where people message me for a photo shoot, um, they'll generally say, hey, uh, do you do any, you know, personal training shoots or whatever? Uh, of course I do. And then, and then um, like I say, I will talk to them right up to the lead up, uh, all in the lead up to the photo shoot and stuff. And like I said, discuss mood boards and ideas and looks. And I will say, look, I won't copy exactly what you're seeing on these other people's photos because I don't want to yeah. rip them off. True. And then also, I don't know what lighting setup they had, et cetera, et cetera. And also, they can get a false impression of how good they will look because, mm. uh, you know, let's be honest, they're not always in the same shape as the guys. You know, imagine somebody sent me a picture of Phil Heath or Arnold Schwarzenegger back in his yeah. day, you know, and he's ripped and massive. And, and then they say, I want to look like that, but they don't, <laughs> they don't look like that. It's, there's not much I can do. True, true. I'm good at Photoshop. I'm good at Photoshop, but I'm not that good. <laughs> and, and so anyway... Um, We'll discuss the shoot, like I said, and then, uh, you know, the shoot happens. It's generally about two hours long, two or three hours. Okay. Um, you know, and it can be on location or at a real working gym that's, you know, it's open to the public, et cetera. Mm. Uh, and, then, and then I'll take, sometimes I take hundreds of photos, you know. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll get home. I'll then spend the time going through them all, get rid of the rubbish ones that I think are no good. And then I'll upload to, I use Facebook. I use a private Facebook album um, mm-hmm. to upload the pictures. I know there's other different services you can use, but it, you know, for me, I want ease. And I also yep. want it easy for the, cust- for the customer as well. Now, of course, sure. it leaves it to a risk of them screen grabbing or downloading the pictures, et cetera. But I, I say in the blurb and we have a good relationship beforehand and I say, look, please don't use these unedited pictures um, because it's not the finished product and you yeah, won't look true. as good, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so far, I think only one person took one of the unedited pictures once. <laughs> so uh, every, everyone's been fine, you know. So they then hit like on the photos that they want me to edit. I'll oh, edit okay. them. And so I can see straight away, you know, and mm-hmm. then I'll edit the shots um, and they're watermarked as well. See, so, you know, it's got my uh, do not copy watermark okay. on it, etc. Um, and then, yeah, I'll edit the pictures and then get them over to them. And um, they, most people, all the personal trainers that I've done shoots with and bodybuilders, they are not interested in printed pictures. Okay. Uh, I'd say ni- 95, 97% of them don't want, they're not interested in a print. Um, so I don't make money off you know, printed pictures and stuff. It's all JPEGs because they want to yep. put it on social media. That's where they yeah. live. They live on social media, you know? Correct. So, yeah. So that's that. Yeah, true. Time has moved on and everyone wants it to be like online <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So how do you go about your pricing your services in terms of photography? So for example, if someone wants 15 images, like do you sell them as a package or do you sell per photo? Like what is your strategy? It's generally it's generally a package. My first shoot, like I said, was a free photo shoot when I was um, practicing my first couple of f- free shoots. And then one day somebody asked me, how much you charge? And I had no idea because <laughs> yeah. I hadn't even thought of charging. And so I did it cheap and I ended up giving them way too many photos, etc. So over, the, over time, I, I started talking to other photographers, asking what they charge. I was looking at my work, etc. you know, on what level it's at and so on. And then I basically got, I settled on a price about 350 pounds for a photo shoot mm-hmm. for uh, up to, up to 15 edited images. Um, and that's with, you know, two to three hour photo shoot and, you know, and initially people might think 350 pounds. I don't know what that translates into dollars and stuff. Um, people might think that's quite a lot of money, but really it's not yeah, that true, much. It's not, yeah. 
I, I know a lot of other photographers who will charge way more, you know, Absolutely. Um, and yeah. so the sky's the limit. I kind of, I've, you've got to look at your local market as well and who you're, who you're targeting, you know, as a client, um, to, mm. to think, can they actually afford it? It's a, you shouldn't assume that they can't afford it. I get it. Um, but so that was the package price. And it's generally, like I said, 350 for the photo shoot for 15 mm -hmm. images. And then if they wanted extra photos, there was a price for each extra image going forward, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, true. And then, but generally most people will be like 350 is what they're going to max out at because the individual photo would be more expensive. If you know yeah. what I mean? So true. I would encourage them just to go for the 15 images and select them wisely. Uh, so on and so forth. And um, yeah, that's that's basically that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's always better to sell it in terms of package. That's what I found is the most effective way. And I've seen people like on YouTube, there was this person I watched, like he's charging like four grand US dollar just for photo, for getting those quality images. But he has like assistant editor, assistant post-production. But really depends, you know, like there are people who charge it very low and then high and then there's a mid-range, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I said, I you you got I keep saying like I said. <laughs> uh, I've noticed how I said but uh if I, I looked at what the other top photographers were charging in the fitness world in the UK. Now I know of a couple of them, they are published in all the big bodybuilder magazines regularly, you know? Yeah. And I know how much they charge. And I, I sort of think I can't really charge more than them <laughs> because they're regularly published. They they have way more followers, say, on social media. They're bigger names, you know, and so on and so forth. But at the same time, people people will book me and uh, they have seen my work, you know, and if mm -hmm. they are happy with the work that I'm doing, I'll give you just quickly, I'll give you a for instance. I did a shoot a few years ago with a guy and I, and I said, how come he booked me versus the more well-known photographer? Yeah. And he said he liked my style. He, he liked the darkness of my photos, whereas this other photographer, he was doing more um, standard bodybuilder magazine kind of shots. And it had a great look, but it wasn't mm -hmm. what he was after. And so I, my, you know, my niche, I suppose, within the fitness world was something that appealed to him. And so, you know, they, there you go. You, you can end up, you can still charge whatever you want to, I suppose. Yeah, true, true. And also style really matter. So if your client like really like your style and editing and all that sort of things, then they're going to go with you, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, so what advice would you give someone like who's starting out in photography and they want to like, you know, pick a niche and start charging for it? My main tip is hustle. That's yeah. hustle, 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 right? Network, keep your eyes open for opportunities, right? And one thing I, I say today, even in the TV work, is you have to put yourself out there and you need, people need to know that you exist. If they don't know you exist, they don't know you exist, yeah. right? So, and what I mean by that is they, this applies to even photographers who have a business and they have staff and they have a studio and all that. Um, you need to show how good you are, you know? So I say, go out and do those opportunities, uh, you know, put yourself out there, work for free, right? In the sense that mm -hmm. you, don't, you shouldn't expect payment immediately. I don't mean if, if, um, if somebody says, hey, will you do my wedding for free? You should do their wedding for free. I don't mean that. I, I mean, you should offer your services. If you see the benefits, uh, yep. the bigger picture, that you think, oh, maybe this company that I'm going to do this, I can offer to do some photos for. Um, they've got a big project coming up or they're well connected with this, that person where you want to go. 
Yeah. It's a foot in the door, you know? So that if you want to get a foot in the door, that's all you need to do is get that foot in the door and show how good you are. And then you can start charging further down the line. You know, don't always think you want to get money immediately. And, and I don't know, I don't know um, uh, professional photographers who do their own shoots. You know, they will, uh, there's a, a friend of mine, he's Finland's top um, photographer. He has an award, he's an award-winning photographer and he consistently does his own projects. He gets paid by clients, yep. but on the side, he does his own shoots. And what he will do, he will blog about them. He will get them on all the big um, photography platforms, you know, uh, Petapixel and stuff. They'll be featured. Uh, he gets into magazines. And these are unpaid mm. shoots that he himself has done, but his name goes everywhere with it. And so everybody sees his work. Not only, wow, look how good his work is, but they see his name. And that's branding. That's why yep. Coca-Cola gives free samples at supermarkets. Yep, exactly. everybody, everybody knows Coca-Cola. You know, they, they mm-hmm. don't have to do it. Coca-Cola does not have to give away free samples, but it's, it's marketing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he can then do workshops where he charges 200 euros or whatever per person, yeah. uh, you know, and people think, oh, this guy is amazing. And he is, but they don't know that his work that he was doing in these photos is free. So as I say, push, put yourself out there and show people how good you are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great advice as well in terms of branding and marketing yourself as well. So you answered my next question as well, which is like branding and marketing. Perfect. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's all good. So um, you can explain a little bit about in terms of like branding and marketing. So if, for example, someone started out in photography, do they put their own name as a brand or do they just pick a name? Like what is your thoughts on that? Well, my was Sugarbox Studios for a while. And because I, I cho- like, I didn't, I chose it because of the, you know, the, the, the family portraits I was doing. But I also thought my real name is Raheem Mastafa. And mm-hmm. I thought it's maybe not so easy to remember, um, hard to spell, you know, and I thought Sugarbox Studios rolls off the tongue, you know, and okay. it can be like a brand I could work with. I can have other people work with me. I didn't have a studio, <laughs> you know, it was just mm-hmm. me. Um, but eventually I started moving away from that because when I was doing more fitness stuff, I thought, you know, sugar is a bit strange to connect with fitness, uh, et cetera. So I just started using my own name. So I okay. think it's, it's, up, it's up to you, you know, what you want to go with. I mean, uh, I do know uh, lots of photographers just go by their own name fin- uh, and then followed by photography. You mm. know, it's, it's fairly straightforward. It depends what your, um, uh, your name is, I suppose. Um, okay. Just to quickly give you a very quick example, there was a photographer um, who's a very successful photographer called Yovant, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how you spell it, but he's known just as his first name, Yovant. And he used to... He used to, and it's an unusual name and difficult to spell or whatever. And he basically took the advice from somebody else who said, it's too hard to spell. Why don't you just go with uh, Bob, whatever, Bob Jones photography. <laughs> Something, he changed his name. Right? Yeah. And, and so he was known as this Bob Jones photographer. I can't remember what it was, whatever. And then his wife one day said, you're going to change back to Yvonne, like Gucci, okay. Armani. One single name, right? And he's like, nobody's going to know who I am. Nobody's going to know what it is, etc. And what they did as a clever um, thing is they bought a uh, empty shop unit on the high street in their city, where all the all the rich people used to go shopping, right? Like yeah. like Fifth Ave- Saks Fifth Avenue, whatever, New York. And they had this empty unit that they were going to turn into a photography studio. Mm-hmm. And when they were converting this place, uh, they put in. Um, 
you know, nice furniture. They made it look like a showroom, you know, and they had, uh, you know, the place looked really stylish. And on the outside, they just put a branding saying, your vant is coming, right? <laughs> and so all the women who, as they're doing their jewelry shopping and clothes shopping, would see this shop and go, ooh, who's this Yavant? You know, uh, yeah. I wonder what this is. What is this? There's a new shop opening and, you know, they build up, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, anticipation for it. Mm. On the day the shop opens, um, they come in and they're like, is this a furniture shop? Is this here to buy designer furniture? And the wife was there. She said, no, it's photography. We do wedding photography. Yep. And all they did, they had uh, three albums and then the wife just showed these people the work, you know? And, uh, they then ended up booking this guy and he's now one of the top photographers and uh, his fo photos are in Italian photo albums and stuff that are being sold around the world. He's their photographer. And nice. that's what I mean, how important it is about branding and, and positioning and perception. Mm. Because, you know, if he was just stayed with that Bob Jones photographer, he just sounds like Bob Jones photographer. But it was all about, you know, branding and positioning yourself as... Yep the expert in your field. Sorry, that was a long-winded story, mate. No, no, that's all right. Actually, I might uh, look him up now after this. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's spelled with a Y. Yervant. Yervant. Y-E-R. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. I think it is. Okay, I'll look him up, definitely. So my cool, last question would be like, where can people find you if you can provide us with two of your best link that people can have a look at your work? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I am on most social medias. I'm on, you know, Pinterest, Twitter, and what have you as well. But um, Facebook, I use most of my time. So if they look for at Rahim Photo on mm -hmm. Facebook, and then on Instagram, it's Rahim Mastafa underscore photography. Yep, perfect. And that's where you will find me. Amazing, man. Thanks for being on the show again. Really appreciate your time, man. Cheers. No worries. Okay, enjoy the rest of the day, man.